0: It's a new season, Season 2, Episode 1. Kind of like a fresh start. We always need a good fresh start, you know? And after 2020, I think we're going to need a really big fresh start. So welcome to the beginning of the new fall season of the podcast. And to kick off our fall season, well, I decided to have a little chat with the insane Florida nephew.
1: Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Cause it's a
0: great mixture of the world.
1: Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World.
0: Uh, welcome once again to my world, and uh, hasn't gotten any less stupid, that's for sure, but we've kind of turned the corner past Labor Day, and well, now we're looking at yet another end of another summer, and uh, not much of a summer, actually, for me. I mean, well, really that much of a year, you know? I mean, maybe, maybe we should just go on ahead and have a funeral for summer, now that we're past Labor
1: Day. With the passing of Labor Day, we come together to mourn the official death of summer. Gone are the days of wet bathing suits, flip-flops, and avoiding the tuna salad at picnics on hot days. We mourn the passing of having its daylight out until 8 30 or so, and we bless the gentle hum of air conditioners inside and the clink of iced adult beverages outside. Farewell, sweet season of vacations and over-the-top movies in 3D. We will always fondly remember you summertime. Until we get all wrapped up in Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that. What
2: Etsy's Amen. <laughs>
0: Not much of a Labor Day for me anyway, you know. I, uh, I Most of us did what I did. And that was just sit around the house. I really didn't do anything. You know, I slept late. But for me, sleeping late is, you know, like I say, basically sleep until 7.30. You know, when you get up at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> to go in to do a morning show on a radio station, 7.30 is pretty nice. But, you know, I you, know, you do my usual thing, get up and make my pot of coffee. I don't know what it is. It's You look forward to that, you know. You look forward to making that fresh pot of coffee. That's where my life is. And, of course, if it's really special, you get to grind your own beans. Yeah, I've been grinding my beans for a long time, you know. But um, I don't know what it is. But I just, it's, it's a sense of anticipation, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, nothing like this sense of anticipation. I I'm I need to get a new line of work because this guy I, I don't know. This is this is new. It it's so stupid it just might work. But there's a guy who gets paid to go to people's funerals and um tell secrets or settle scores with the family. <laughs> Really? You know what's better than causing a bunch of serious family drama? Doing it from beyond the grave. You know, it's really tempting. No, seriously. There's this private investigator. His name is Bill Edgar. He lives in Queensland, Australia. And he provides this amazing service. People that are dying hire him for 10,000 bucks. Then he shows up at their funeral and tells secrets or settles scores with the family. He's been offering the service for two years. The man has so far crashed 22 funerals. For example, he says, I blend in with the mourners. I sit with the family and friends in the middle of everybody. I was to tell the best friend to sit down and shut up because my client knew he'd been trying to have an affair with his wife. Yeah. Another time, he says, he was hired to tell mourners at a biker funeral his client was gay and his significant other was in the audience. <laughs> He also says his clients hire him to get rid of stuff they don't want their families to find, you know, like money, drugs, guns or porn. And if it sounds like something out of a movie, well, it's going to be. Yep. You know, he's made a lot of money. He's going to make a lot more money now because he just signed a deal to have his whole life developed into a TV show or a movie.
1: I meet with a client and we do a contract, I do a video, I do everything right. A lot of the clients, they say, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind saying it myself or confronting them, but I haven't seen anybody in six months since I've been dying, so let it rip. At first, it's pretty intimidating. I mean, everybody's sort of, you know, they're mourning the death of somebody, a loved one. But At the end of the day, they want to hear what their loved one, you know, left unsaid. I've exposed sexual affairs, relationships with brothers and sisters even. Probably the worst is, you know, that a girlfriend... confessing to sleeping with her partner's mom and dad.
0: Definitely a lot better job than the one I got. You know, at least I can be my own boss. Don't have to worry about putting up with the ones I have now. You know, let me just give you a little bit of free advice. This is totally bonus. I'm not even going to add an extra fee on the cost of what you paid to listen to this podcast. If you are an employer, for God's sakes, can you just put the snarkiness aside really you know snarky managers there's something to say about that i don't know what do you think you get a little excessive power and you have to rub your nose and everybody else's nose in it anyway so um a lot of folks are probably using dating apps now that we've had a lot of alone time with this lockdown probably a lot of um well, not a whole lot of truth being told on those dating apps. We probably need to hire this private detective to maybe even <laughs> set the record straight on our dating apps, too. But there is the number one thing that people do lie about when they use those dating apps. Now, there's an ex-porn star named Sasha Gray. She's got her own story on this new channel for gamers called Venn. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Well, she polls people and... And did this the other day and asked how many of them have lied about these things. Their age, their height, their weight, and how successful they are.
1: We asked you, what have you lied about on a dating app? Your height, age, success, body type, or nothing? And here's what you said. 43% said nothing. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't buy it. We got I don't a know. height 5%, age 13%, success,
2: success.
0: 26 And the one with the most votes was your level of success. That's right. It got twice as many votes as age and weight, which tied for second. And 43% of people claimed they never lied about anything on a dating app. Hmm. Maybe we should put that to the lie detector test. So um, let's say that you finally decide to kick the bucket. And you didn't hire that private investigator to, um, you know, reveal any secrets or get even with your family. But you would like to go out in style. Well, here's a World War II vet who finally decided, know well, it's time for him to leave this world. But before he decided to go, he already planned what his casket would be. Definitely, I hope when it's my time that I get some kind of wild last request whenever I'm getting to the end of my life and people take it as seriously as they're taking this. This guy, Suddy Economy, that's his name, Suddy Economy, he lives in Roanoke, Virginia. He's a World War II vet and sadly, well, he hadn't been doing too well. And at least at this point that we know, he's in the hospital. But he has a last request. He wants his casket painted like A big old pack of Juicy Fruit. Uh, See, his signature move, you see, is to carry Juicy Fruit around and give it to people. So, yeah, he wants to be buried in a big Juicy Fruit casket. (laughs) It's kind of like my grandma. That woman, I don't know how many flavors of gum she could pack in that purse. She had like five or six different flavors every time we wanted some gum. Y'all want some gum? What kind you got, Grandma? Dig around. Well, the funeral home actually reached out to Mars Wrigley co- Corporation and they said no. <laughs> but the uh, funeral home began to post about it on Facebook and there was some backlash. I mean, the guy who was a World War II vet, for crying out loud. If he wants to go buried in a casket of juicy fruit, why can't he? So Mars Wrigley fortunately changed their minds, you know, for the sake of good PR. So now the funeral home is working on either painting a casket to look like this pack of gum, or they're going to do out the, the, you know, the, the wrap stuff that you can usually wrap a van or a car with. They're going to print out a wrap and wrap it around the casket so that it looks like juicy fruit, one or the other. This would be really something, you know, I would love to do. This is something I would so go for. Maybe when I go, I'd like to be buried in one of those cool space caskets they put Spock in when he died in Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. That would be really cool. (laughs) You know, well, it was Star Trek Day this past week. So why not look at the top fun facts about the original Star Trek anyway, right? Here it is. William Shatner got an inner ear disorder from an explosion on the set, which explains his later music career. Since its mission was to boldly go where no man has gone before, the first episode took place at a Joanne Fabric Spock was the only cast member to appear in the pilot, which you'd know if you'd ever been on a date with someone named Marty or Miles. The Enterprise's tractor beam—it was actually a really kick butt Roomba. William Shatner actually once tried to uh, pitch a scene where Captain Kirk beamed himself into Uhura. I don't think it took. Diehard Star Trek fans are also called Trekkies, and also. Sad. William Shatner's toupee has its own trailer. And also, even though Sulu wasn't openly gay at the time, he was oftentimes caught checking out the captain's log. And some of the alien creatures cost nearly $1.95 to make. And there were three or four episodes where William Shatner does not overreact, or overact for that matter. <laughs> And one of the things that the show did get wrong, no mention no, no mention at all of the
1: Space Force.
0: And Kirk never went into a bar without hearing a lady say, oh, is that a phaser in your pocket or are you just glad to see me? Also, another interesting fact from Star Trek, the original series, the Vulcan salute is actually based on a Hebrew blessing. That's true. It means, hello, I'm a nerd. And one time, there was a bumper sticker that read, Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. It was purchased by a dude who had sex with an actual woman. And crew members in red shirts, they work part-time at Target. And finally, one of the uh, things that you probably did not know from the original Star Trek, Up, uh, when the Vulcan nerve pinch didn't work, <laughs> Spock just resorted to the old Vulcan kicking the nards. There you go. See, you learn a lot of things on this show, (laughs) like the couple who adopts four children. Then they find out they're pregnant with quadruplets. That's right. That home just went from a very quiet home to probably the loudest home in the world. They live in Berks County, Pennsylvania. It's Maxine and Jake Young. They've got a son. And they had quite a bit of difficulty getting pregnant, so they did the IVF, the in vitro fertilization. They, they wanted more kids, so they've been looking to adopt, and, well, they finally did, took in four foster siblings as part of this emergency adoption placement. So their family went then from three to seven, bing, bang, boom, just like that. Then a few weeks later, Maxine found out she was pregnant. That's right. Now, she didn't even think that... That was going to be possible. And, well, she wasn't just pregnant with another kid. She was pregnant with quadruplets. Yeah, woman's going to have a litter. She gave birth to the quadruplets, and, well, they're still in the neonatal intensive care unit at the hospital. and They're all doing well. Should be able to come home pretty soon. And that's how the family went from 3 to 11 in a year. I think they're changing their name to Duger. And then there's this guy who got himself busted trying to get a free meal. Um, I don't think I would do it like this. And I can promise you, I don't think there is a less repulsive way to try to scam a restaurant out of a few dinners than this. A couple of guys in their 20s went to a barbecue restaurant in Blackburn, England. I had no idea they even knew what barbecue was in England. They complained they found a hair in their food and they wanted their entire $90 dinner comped. So the staff goes and checks the security footage and they found out what really happened. One of the guys had stuck his hand into his shorts. Yep, and grabbed some of his own hair down there and then sprinkled it onto food. So the manager confronted the guys over the scam and it turned into a 10-minute screaming match. (laughs) Finally, the guys threw 26 bucks at the manager and left. Then the restaurant promptly reported them to the police. So the former White House press secretary, Sarah Saunders, you know, she's been out on the talk circuit, was on The View here not long ago. Well, one of the things, and of course, does she have a book out too, I think? Well, she's claiming... That good old Kim Jong-un hit on her during a recent peace summit to North Korea. And the president just jokingly told her to "Uh, just take one for the team. Mm -hmm. Now, she thinks he was joking. But it might be that the little dictator is a player. So I've got the top 10 Kim Jong-un pickup lines. Ah, forget the famine. I've got something that will really make you weak. Or <laughs> uh, would you like to come to my place or, or face a firing squad? Or how about I could stare into your eyes all night, but your arms will get tired from holding me up? <laughs> Remember, top ten Kim Jong-un pickup lines. Here's one. Uh, uh, my critics are the only ones who are well hung. Or your death camp or mine. And I bet my missile would fit perfectly inside your silo. hmm Or how about this? Uh, uh, hey, babe, uh, I can make the earth shake for you without testing a nuclear weapon. Uh, not to brag, but I'm friends with the guy from The Apprentice. My haircut may look lesbian, but uh, you make my pecker straight. <laughs> yeah, maybe that wouldn't work. Or here's another one. What's a nice girl like you doing in a political prison like this? Uh, you make my heart rocket across enemy lines. Do you believe in coercion at the site? And uh, let me prove to you I'm not dead. And finally, best Kim Jong-un pickup line. Let's go back to my place. I have food. I just like the fact that they're supposed to be at a peace summit and Kim Jong-un is still trying to launch his rocket. Oh, well, I, um, I'm i pretty sure that you may have heard about the um, blow-up over 21 pilots. Okay, the whole thing that, that I was talking about, I think, earlier with um, Tyler Joseph making, trying to make a joke over using his platform for social justice, right? And he decides to, you know, put on his platform shoes. Well, some folk thought that was tasteless. Well, will see if this can top that. A lot of people are postponing weddings because of the pandemic. But there was a couple, though, that decided to adapt. The bride and groom recently were called out in a Reddit post on wedding, sh- wedding shaming. And the post shows the unnamed bride and groom standing together on a bridge wearing old-fashioned uh Well, plague masks, you know, the old-fashioned ones. And around them, several people are lying on the ground in various poses, pretending to be dead. The post is captioned, for all the COVID brides, don't let it overshadow your fun. Now, supposedly, the wedding took place in Manitoba, Canada. Reddit users were not fans of the post. One user wrote, this is absolutely disgusting, tasteless, and just sick. Come on, people, check your sense of humor. Well, one person definitely who's not apologizing is Adam Carolla. He had a rather controversial take on COVID-19. He sent out a tweet that really ruffled some feathers on his podcast. He said he is not apologizing for his controversial take on COVID-19. What you heard is six months of being frustrated that we're not doing things that make sense. What I said is callous. We're living in a callous world. So... Basically, you can't cancel me. I've already, I'm already canceled. Like, I'm, not, I'm not working in that world anyway. I'm not doing
1: sitcoms. So, uh, no, I don't care. This is a terrible apology, Adam. Yeah, nice, yeah. I'm nice, not, not f- f- going to any of you f- And by the way,
2: uh, well, wait. Y-
0: you don't accept apologies. That's what I figured out from these people anyway. Look, you will save more people if you lock everything down, possibly. We make calculations as a society: risk versus reward. And then there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He did contract COVID, and he's vowing to test all visitors to his home from now on. And I had some microphones there for just one of those tests.: Hey, Rock,
2: great to see you. Can we come in? some) Oh, actually, we recently lost all sense of taste and smell. Can't smell a thing. Can we come in? Jabroni. Uh Oh. And, uh, you
0: know, there's um, a lot of folks sometimes just never want to go back to high school. Yours truly is one of those. Okay? I've done my years of high school. I'm not ready to go back. I don't even want to go back to a high school reunion. It's like, why? do I want to go back to see people who I really didn't hang around with much, only now they're fat and bald and wrinkled. But there are some exceptions. For instance, police in Baldwin County, Georgia, say that a 21-year-old Abe Holmes is sitting in jail after a woman reported he was walking around and telling folks he was 14 years old and homeless. (laughs) The woman decided to take him into her home and feed him and then buy him some new clothes, even enrolled him at the Baldwin County High School virtual program. Police say he was never on the school's campus and had no interaction with the students. After several days of being with a woman, police say that Holmes started acting rather disrespectful to her, and police were called to the home during a fight. Yes. So this poor woman takes in this 21-year-old guy pretending to be a 14-year-old high school student, and they get into a fight so police starts talking they take down information so they can put him in a foster family that's when they found out he was not 14 years old but he was 21 after contacting his family police found out well he's been suffering from mental health issues and has been off his medication (laughs) yeah well yeah there you go He faces charges of giving false information and a false name to deputies. Now, in Florida, on the other hand, a 21-year-old high school student is called an overachiever. He was walking around telling folks he was 14 years old and homeless. Yeah, right. Kind of sounds like someone's been stealing my moves. Anyway, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Mulan show or series that was on disney plus you know they were going to release it to theaters i guess now they put it on disney plus and i didn't care to watch mulan i don't have disney plus never was interested in it however my northern arkansas correspondent mountain view margaret wanted to but she didn't want to spend the money on it so she is well now ending up just ranting about all the other gripes that she's got with disney
1: I was gonna rent that new Disney Mulan movie, but they wanted 30 bucks to rent it. (laughs) I could buy a keg of Keystone Light for that much. I've had a bone to pick with Disney, anyway, ever since I got banned for life from Disney World just for lighting up a cigarette on It's a Small World. Uh, Okay, Disney, you're gonna stick me on a boat and surround me with a bunch of uh, puppet children singing the most annoying song in the history of mankind and I'm expected to not smoke? (laughs) Oh, okay, Disney, whatever you say. It's fine, though. Uh, Instead of Disney World now, I just take the grandbabies on down to Jerry Dean's Gator World. Oh, old Jerry Dean, he lost both his arms to gators, but he still has the courage to clench a T-bone in his teeth and get dangled over the gator pin. Uh, let's see Mickey Mouse do that. <laughs> okay, y'all, I gotta go. I got a Zoom job interview, and I got to decide which halter top I'm gonna wear. It's a great big stupid world.
0: One of the high points of the summer, at least for um, one of my kids, was uh, getting able to spend a couple of weeks in Florida uh, down with my insane Florida nephew. Um, and, um, <clears throat> well, he goes by the name of Poncho. <laughs> I'll let him explain that. Um, but um, no, he, 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 he's going to um, show his first cousin The ins and outs of what it means to be a man. Hmm. Maybe he should probably show me, too. I I don't know. Of course, in today's society, there needs to be probably a course offered in high school for guys to know how to be a man. You know, unfortunately, not many of them really know how. I know that not enough women know how to be a woman, unless your name is Karen Then you can really, by the way, speaking of Karen, you know that um, Karen, that name is dropping in popularity really fast. Yeah, all the talk of Karens have pretty much destroyed the name. That's the latest data from the Social Security Administration. The name Karen dropped from 637th most popular for girls in 2018 all the way down to 660th for last year. That's the lowest ranking it's had since 1929. Now, what does 660th most popular really mean? Uh, Well, only 438 newborn girls in this country were named Karen last year. The name Karen actually peaked in popularity in 1965 as the third most popular name for girls, which gives you an idea of what the average age of our Karens are today. With all these Karens, though, you ever wondered, though, how Karens ever get a date? It's the dating app for people who aren't shy about sharing their opinions. Introducing Plenty of Karens.
1: This jerk offered to buy me dinner. He thinks I can't afford to buy food because I'm a woman. Screw you.
0: Online dating never matches you with the right people. But at Plenty of Karens, we know your sign. You blew the stop sign, you idiot. And unlike the predictable talk on other sites, with Karens, you never know what's in store.
1: I want to speak to a manager now. Shut that camera off.
0: Don't waste time on boring apps that have no clue
2: what you're after. Join plenty of Karens, and you'll have nothing to complain about. But they will.
1: I'm not wearing a mask. This.
0: From Karen to Kanye, check this out for those of you who still don't believe Kanye West has a Christ complex. Let me take you back to Atlanta, Georgia. This was um this was during Kanye's recent Sunday service, in which Joel Olstein and Kanye and his choir all walked on water. Well, obviously they literally didn't walk on water. They must have had some kind of a platform just under the water surface. But that was the look they were going for. Kim Kardashian was obviously very proud of her husband because she posted several videos of it. yeah and on a related note, Kanye has reportedly spent about 6.8 million bucks on his presidential campaign. Uh, to date, I think he's made the ballot in, what, 10 states? What does that average out to be? Well, I'd say it's mathematically impossible for him to actually win. <laughs> we'll see. Well, here's a woman who tried to hire a hitman to off her husband's mistress as a birthday gift to herself. There's nothing wrong with buying a birthday gift for yourself, though. There is something definitely wrong with buying this. This 33-year-old woman named Ashley Spencer, she, of course, lives in Palm Bay, Florida, she is turning 34, and she decided to hire a hitman to take out her husband's mistress and even told the hitman she wanted it done before her birthday so it could be her gift. She offered 2000 bucks for the job and even helped the hitman plan the murder. But one small caveat, the hitman turned out to be an undercover police officer, so what Ashley got for her birthday instead was two felony count arrests, solicitation to commit murder, and solicitation to commit burglary. Happy birthday. No. Oh. <laughs> so, um, not, not, not so much happy for this salon. Um, they can't use the word happy. They wanted to put the word happy kind of as a job requirement, but they can't do it. They were told they couldn't do it. It discriminates. I I, I didn't realize that people's moods was a protected class. Hmm. Uh, This hair salon is in Stroud, England, by the way. recently put this ad for a new stylist, and in the ad, one of the lines read, This is a busy, friendly, small salon, so only happy, friendly stylists need apply. The owner got a call from the local job center saying they need to reword the ad. Why? The job center said the word happy is a discriminatory word, and we're not allowed to use it, as somebody who is not happy will be discriminated against. And that makes everybody unhappy. Well, here's a guy who was really happy because he got to see the power of prayer up close and personal. I mean, salvation can come in the strangest form sometimes. This guy's name is Jimmy McDonald. He was kayaking in Lake George, New York. His kayak tipped over. He says he was clinging to the boat with one hand and his new $1,400 cell phone in the other. You know, priorities. He's just trying to stay afloat. He was afraid he was about to drown. I bet he was going to keep his cell phone dry, though. So he prays to God. You know, the old story, the guy that falls over a cliff and as he's going down, he grabs on to a root hanging out and he's yelling for help. You know the joke? Well, anyway, this guy, he wasn't over a cliff. He was just about to drown. So he's praying to God for help. And it comes in the form of a floating tiki bar full of Catholic priests. Yep, really, for real. The group of local priests actually had booked the tiki tour, but not for boozing, obviously, just for sightseeing. And they were floating down uh, the lake whenever they see Jimmy. And so he was so exhausted, he couldn't even swim to the boat. So the priests pulled him in, and they even kept his cell phone from getting wet. (laughs) You know, I told this story to one of my independent Baptist friends, and he said it was fake news because... (laughs) God would never answer a prayer using Catholics. <laughs> well, here's a guy who uh, <laughs> could use a prayer just trying to kill the fly. And, you know, fly swatters. You know the old story of a little kid using a fly swatter? He um, told his mother when she came come home from work, he made her some tea. And, you know, with loose tea. And so the mother was kind of concerned. She said, well, do you know where the strainer was? He said, well, mommy, I couldn't find the strainer. I just used the flyswatter. And she kind of got a little queasy at that point. But the kid stepped up and said, but mommy, it's okay. I I just, I use the old one. But these flyswatters have been, well, what, been around 120 years. They've not had a major redesign just because they work. They also work for tanning the backsides of misbehaving boys. Take it from me. But this guy, if he just kept it old school, I think he'd be okay. This guy is in his 80s. He was going to sit down and have dinner in his home recently in France. And, you know, you're trying to eat a meal, and you got this stupid fly buzzing around the kitchen. So he grabs one of these electric fly swatters. Have you seen them? It's one of these tennis racket-style thingies that zaps them. But unfortunately, he didn't realize that a nearby gas can in his home had been leaking. So when the bug zapper zapped, he blew up his house. <laughs> the fire and the explosion obviously destroyed the kitchen, damaged his roof, but miraculously he survived with just some burns to his hands and not quite quite clear if the fly made it out alive. I would have given anything to have been a fly on the wall at that house. This is probably more embarrassing than getting caught with your fly down. Of course, oddly, blowing up the house was how my cousin in St. Louis killed spiders. I think she's moved eight times. And another type of fire, um, but I'm not sure whether this was karma or What? There was a guy over the summer named Michael Bumpers. He lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. He went up to someone who was filling up up at a gas station and asked if they had a car jack. Well, the person said, no, they didn't. Well, that really didn't sit well with old Michael. He got so ticked off, he set the guy's car on fire. But Michael also accidentally set himself on fire in the process
1: pretty brave to just go up to somebody's car and he's spraying
0: it it's like he don't have any regard for life even his own oh it set set itself on fire he's stupid he's crazy he put his car on fire that is
1: disrespectful somebody could have died that vehicle could have exploded and the damage of all the other stuff around you could hurt innocent people just because somebody tell you
0: no people kids could have been in that car you never know fortunately he managed to get away I guess, and stop burning. But the cops still are trying to track him down in the meantime. And another great story involving tacos at a Taco Bell. This racist woman's tirade has ended up going viral after she warned Taco Bell staff she was the daughter of Charles Manson. The unnamed woman's despicable act on workers at the fast food restaurant in Bolivar, Missouri was captured by the stunned customers. Witnesses claimed the woman was furious after accusing employees of ripping her off by not handling handing over the tacos she she claimed she paid for even though her order was correct. Now in the clip, the woman can be heard berating the workers, even calling them the N-word, but the staff, to their credit, remained calm and patiently tried to explain that she never received that what she paid for, but that woman is unconvinced.
1: Uh, some you do it, Watch me! No, That's not going to do anything. That's not doing anything. Pump. I'm bringing my husband in here. I'm charging dancing's daughter. I'll take you out.
0: The woman starts grabbing uh, items uh, from the counter and hurling them across the restaurant. Was attempting to push the cash register on the floor. She spits before informing the staff she was bringing her husband in here. She warns as she's walking out, I'm Charlie effing Manson's daughter. Well, that explains a lot, the staff member replied. Of course, a Manson family member was, what, eating at Taco Bell? I mean, this could definitely ruin their reputation. Not not Taco Bell's, uh, the Manson's. And I'm not really sure what's more dangerous here. Angering a member of the Manson family? Yeah, or eating a Taco Bell. Well, this week we had yet another uh, observance of uh, 9-11. And a lot of folks posting online about, you know, never forget and this sort of thing. And I, I remember, I mean, I was working uh at a radio station in northwest pennsylvania at the time i just literally had gotten off the air and uh, somebody had said you need to come and look at the news they had a plane crash into the world trade center i'm like really so i went in and looked and that's where i picked up the harrowing accounts of that day um when i saw the second plane hit then i thought this is not coincidence. Then you could begin to feel the tension start to rise. And then eventually, at the time, of course, where I was living and working at the time was in a town that was predominantly, well, let's just say 88% Roman Catholic. So by the time the third plane crashed, landed in Somerset, Pennsylvania, which is basically two hours south of where I was living at the time, the general manager instructed me to stop what I was doing, and contact a priest and get him on the air. It was quite a day, and we will never forget, indeed. A lot of 911 calls went out, but that was for something that needed to be going out, not for something that this man did. This guy calls 911 more than 1,100 times trying to sell Egg rolls. Yeah, at least you can say this guy is persistent when he's making cold calls. He's a 50 or 4 year old guy named Hu Ingen of Memphis, Tennessee. And that's how you say it, Memphis. Over the course of the past month and a half, he's made 1,171 calls to 911. He never had any emergencies, but he was trying to see if they wanted to buy egg rolls ah you'll want egg roll the police finally arrested him last week in front of the building with a vietnamese restaurant it's not really clear if he's affiliated with that restaurant and was trying to move its egg rolls or not but he was charged with making non-emergency calls to 911 but why did it take them 1171 times to catch him i don't know geez it's a lot of calls Guy dials 911 so frequently you'd think he's an NFL player's girlfriend. Why on earth would he ever try to sell egg rolls to cops in the first place? He should have probably known that they would have been really annoyed when they found out he wasn't hawking donuts. Want to make a fast buck or 120? Well, you can from Facebook. They want to deactivate your account a few weeks ahead of the election to help bring light to how social media impacts democracy. As if we can't figure it out already, how much would it take for you to deactivate your Facebook or your Instagram account for a few weeks anyway, huh? Well, this was confirmed in a tweet from a Facebook spokesperson paying somebody to complete surveys and deactivate Their accounts, it's uh, coming after Washington Post reporter Elizabeth Dwoskin posted screenshots of a notice from Facebook asking her what pay she would accept to close her social media accounts. The survey says accounts would have to go dark beginning in late September for one to six weeks and asks if the user would be willing to accept $10 per week, $15 per week or $20 a week. The survey also notes that users who opt in will be asked to take a survey following the U.S. presidential election on November 3rd. Facebook says the research will be conducted by an outside team of experts who are looking into how social media products may impact voting and expects between 200 to 400,000 users who will choose to be involved in the study. But there's another social media platform, I think, that's offering to do even less.
1: Introducing a new social media site designed to tick you off. It's Faceblech. With Faceblech, they don't pretend to care about you or your 2,000 friends. Your news feed will be filled with nothing but disseminating misinformation and propaganda, invading your privacy, doling your information out to third parties, and targeted ads, all not in chronological order, and with total messed up algorithms. With Faceblech, there's no content from your family, no catching up with friends from high school or college, College, Nothing relevant and nothing you care about. Face black. Because you've got to waste time looking down at your phone like everyone else. Instead of experiencing life offline. And then there's the story of the woman who glued
0: her lady parts in an attempt to frame an ex-boyfriend for a crime. I'm telling you, there is. there's this disliking your ex and then there's this. The woman is from Spain. Now she's having to face the music as she glued her own lady parts shut in an attempt to frame her ex boyfriend for kidnapping her. Her name is Vanessa Gesto. She accused her former boyfriend, Ivan Rico, of kidnapping her outside her home and later abandoning her while semi naked after squeezing super glue onto her privates. Her story started to unravel, though, after police found surveillance footage of her going to the supermarket to buy the glue as well as the knives she used to harm herself. That's really, you've got to really hate that ex-boyfriend to do that. A court in Leon, Spain convicted her of two counts of making up a crime. She was sentenced to 10 years in jail. She was also ordered to pay her ex almost $30,000 in compensation. I think I get why her, I think I'm starting to figure out why he's her ex-boyfriend. I mean what she had to pay her ex almost 30,000 bucks, I think ungluing her private parts would probably be enough punishment to some degree. Here's a man though that is avoiding wearing a face mask on a flight of by a very simple way of just eating pringles for over 4 hours. His name is Michael Richards. He recently used a can of pringles to avoid wearing a face mask on a 4-hour flight. He boarded an easy jet flight from Manchester, England to Tenerife and decided to see how long he could go without wearing a mask. The 41-year-old says, I calculated there's about 11 Pringles in a tube. Eleven? Okay. Maybe the small tube. And you get away with eating a Pringle for about two and a half minutes. He also said that he did his experiment for a laugh, not because he's an anti-masker, but ultimately... He says he only had to wear a mask for maybe 10 minutes, once to go to the bathroom and when he had to remove his luggage from the overhead compartment. He posted his experiment on Facebook, of course, and some people were impressed. Others, eh, not so much. I mean, this guy should be pretty scared. I mean, eating that many Pringles is actually more dangerous to your health than COVID-19. I I don't want to be a judge here, but I have a feeling... Michael Richards is single. The doctors are now recommending wearing face masks, of course, during sex. You've heard about that now. You know, even really. I mean, and and just encouraging you to get romantic in other areas of the body. Well, now there's a brand that's offering the most protection.
2: Trojan Man! Trojan Man, is it possible to practice safe sex during the pandemic? Yes, it is. Just take this Trojan face mask. Whoa, this face mask is lubricated. That's right. It's also ribbed. For her pleasure. For when she touches my mask? Use your imagination. It also comes with the fire and ice sensations. Ooh, it's it's tingling
0: on my cheeks. Sir, you might need a magnum for that nose.
2: Hey, Trojan Man, I have one more question. Why is the brand called Trojan when the Trojan horse was used to infiltrate a castle and all the little soldiers busted out of it? Um...
1: (laughs) Trojan Man! Just be safe out there, fellas, and wear a Trojan face mask!
0: You had to know that was coming, okay? Well, forget the um, Trojan face mask. Here, you can pay a woman 37 bucks to give you honest feedback on your junk. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. Guys, it's entirely possible, though. You might have gone your entire life without really knowing if you've got a good-looking package. Honest feedback without any agenda is really hard to come by these days, and that's why we have this service. There's a 33-year-old woman named Lonnie Pavlic in Queensland, Australia. She works as a sex instructor and life coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. and she's launched a service where men can send her pictures of their junk. Yeah, Yeah, She's wanting it. That's right. You know, now you can do it and somebody is asking for it. Then she'll rate what they've got and then give them honest feedback. Somehow, I'm not thinking she's going to get a whole lot of people because, you know, sometimes it's the honest feedback that you don't really need. Of course, the operative word here is honest. She also includes tips for improving the look and suggest good positions that will help get them the most out of what they're packing hmm can we say grooming the tool i don't know so what would you pay for that service believe it or not it's going for the low low price of just 37.95 <laughs> call before midnight tomorrow i mean i don't know okay um if you don't want that kind of candy, maybe you want a little candy factory. The creator of Jelly Belly has given away one, Willy Wonka style. Yeah, maybe you've got a child with behavior issues who needs to be taught a gruesome lesson and then possibly have that lesson explained to them in a song by the Oompa Loompas. Maybe keep them away from this contest if that's the case. A guy named David Klein, he's the founder of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. He's getting ready to retire, you see. So he's giving away one of his candy factories, Willy Wonka style. And here's how the contest works. He's gone to all 50 states and he's hidden a special necklace in each state. And for 50 bucks at at thegoldticket.com, you can get a ticket to a scavenger hunt for the necklace in your state. And if you find it, you get $5,000, and then you're entered into the grand prize drawing, where one of the 50 winners will get the candy factory.
1: Oompa Loompa, doompity doo, there is a brand new contest for you. Oompa Loompa, dee, you can win your own candy factory. Enter the contest will cost 50 bucks Answer the riddle if you are so wise A Jelly Bean Factory is first prize Oompa Loompa Doompity doy. It's just a stupid
2: marketing ploy To be making sugary food Like the Oompa Loompa doompa-de-do. doompa Doompity Doop
0: And, you know, some of these kids do the darndest things, and sometimes you just have to get a picture. There's been a lot of times I wish I had a camera handy when some of my kids pulled a few things. Fortunately, though, there was one handy when a toddler got his head stuck in a toilet and Dad had to saw him out. Now, before you get too concerned about how big the kid's head was, see, this is not what you think. But I think we all can agree with the... Toddlers who get into all kinds of strange trouble, you know, like this Florida family. Yeah, Florida. They filmed the process of removing a training toilet seat from their two-year-old's neck. See, the boy's mother, Abby Paul, said she only took her eyes off her son, Reuben, for a few seconds. A likely story. But in that time, he managed to get the training toilet seat around his neck and after struggling to remove the seat well ruben's dad had to grab the saw and carefully cut the seat off of his son in a safe manner yeah nothing like instilling a fear of toilets in your children i guess ruben now is so traumatized he's planning to hold it in until he's 40 you have an alexa i my my kids got one i i don't have one the one of the stations i'm working at finally after let's see 20 years or more got a website overhaul and now we have able you're able to stream it online and you can tell Alexa to play it uh, maybe you like Alexa a little too much for all the creepy guys I guess you have to hit on someone while you're working at home so that's where Alexa comes in and apparently a uh, I guess somebody is Alexa, right? Yeah, well, there's an adult toy company called (laughs) WeVibe. Then they polled about 1,000 men, and I think we know how painful that can be. About 14% admitted they get turned on by Alexa's voice. Yeah, that's close to one in seven guys. Now, it's not really clear how many guys have actually acted on those feelings but I would be surprised if it's maybe more than zero. Now, I have to also say that the poll didn't ask about Google Home's voice or that hussy Siri.
1: On my Echo Dot, I really enjoy Getting so turned on by Alexa's voice Siri is super hot When talking through my iPhone I love my virtual assistants Makes me horny with her indifferent tone A technosexual in love with AI My Amazon Echo fills me with desire Their voices drive me crazy Cool and withdrawn Giving me information While turning me on I want Alexa Robot woman I want Alexa She turns me On Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree Pretty little Florida sunshine tree In the shade of the sunshine tree
0: The insane Florida nephew is back. And you're going by Pancho.
2: That is a, uh, a name given to me by my mother-in-law.
0: Yes, yes. And explain to me again why Pancho? Uh
2: Supposedly because anyone who grows a, a curly handlebar mustache at any point in their life ends up <laughs> looking like Poncho uh, Villa.
0: Poncho Villa.
2: The old Mexican... Uh, I guess, I don't know, military <laughs> guy.
0: <laughs> so, well, if all you have is a handlebar mustache to give you the Hispanic look, well, then by golly, go for it. You know, why not? Pancho Loco.
2: <laughs> Di- uh, well, Diablo Blanco was the one I tried to get <laughs> to stick, but that didn't really.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know if she got the joke.
0: <laughs> so, So. Does that mean then if you're able to do that and you can, you know, fashion your mustache with all that waxy stuff, you've, uh, you've arrived at adulthood?
2: I, I suppose so, yeah. I do have yeah. some mustache wax. Oh my I whip gosh. it out maybe twice a year.
1: Twice it's, a it's,
2: year? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, the mustache is, is very low. Yeah. It's been mowed down uh, recently. <sighs>
0: you know, I tried growing a full beard And I decided I could see when it was starting to come in. This was back probably when I was in my mid 20s. And I thought, you know, this is going to look like I have the mange. (laughs) So it's probably not going to work. I just, (laughs) I think I just stuck with the goatee and the mustache. And that was about it.
2: You know, the top of your head looks like it's got some of the mange as well. Well,
0: see what I'm going for. See, back when I was younger, I had the mullet, but now it's the skullet.
2: Hey, there you go. I'll, saying, be, your, I'm uh, I'll, I'll be the the mole part. It'll, it'll, it'll be <laughs> like a uh, like a old X Files thing. Well, you yeah. know the
0: mullet is coming back.
2: Well, I was saying you yeah, got Mulder and Scully. That's exactly. so it's it's a perfect balance. <laughs> uh, but um,
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So I but somebody was saying I should use it as a comb over, and I thought well. The first thing I thought of was my my radio TV announcing professor in college. He he really tried to get that comb over to work right with a lot of hairspray. Do, Yeah. And when we stepped outside in a little high wind, well, let's just say the comb <laughs> over came detached and he looked like a Volkswagen with a hood open.
2: Da-na. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's uh that's oh. so- well, yeah. I'll have to get a profile of you to put on my wall and say, I there want to believe. It'll be, my, it'll, it'll be my X-Files poster. I want to believe in the skullet. Um, now,
0: I want to believe in the skullet. That's right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so you survived the typhoon that came through Florida?
2: I had no idea that there was one even coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it, good.
2: It, yeah. I mean it's always a, a big hit or miss it rains every day here for 30 minutes or so and then it just and then stops. it's
0: back to the sunshine state
2: that's it
0: so well sometimes
2: it rains when there's no clouds in the sky yeah that's, so, right.
0: that's right of course here in Pennsylvania it we have sunshine and snow at the same time
2: Hey, yeah, yeah there you go
0: say but uh, yes your uh, first cousin was down there with you here recently and you, uh, I guess we, we sent him to adult camp with his cousin, see, so uh, <laughs> we wanted you to be the sergeant in charge of uh, getting him uh, pr- groomed properly into adulthood. And was it successful?
2: I would say so, okay. Yeah, I would say so. The, the confirming thing is seeing his actions the weeks uh, after yes yes
0: coming home I, I think i think we have seen some improvement in fact you know so but and and one of the one of the uh, re- regimens of of the adult camp with my insane florida nephew of course would be doing a little adult things like you know firing off uh pistols did, did, did you do that
2: guns yes yeah
0: <laughs> he wants he wants to do a concealed carry now
2: i don't blame him
0: let me tell you a great story and i don't know that you know this story or not but I'm going to tell you anyway, anyway, because it's really hilarious. Um, several years ago, when he was in middle school, or no, not probably even younger than that, probably elementary school, he they they I think it was in fourth grade, maybe fourth or fifth grade, they went down to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, to study Civil War history, and they stopped at a gift shop, and he picked up a Abraham Lincoln top hat and beard. So. He brings it, a- it
2: looks like he's still wearing that Abraham Lincoln beard, well, by the way.
0: He's trying to rock the Abraham. It needs to be a little thicker and a little darker, for one thing. <laughs> but um, anyway, so he has this Abraham Lincoln beard and top hat. And I said, well, you know, um, we're, there's going to be a, um, a Civil War reenactment uh, in Lewistown where my radio job is. And I said, it's on a Saturday. And I said, and there's going to be a Lincoln impersonator there. So he was sort of enamored at the time with Lincoln because they just got back from Gettysburg. So he said, yeah, I'll go. So we went down and it was kind of cool. And my, one of my best friends who was the editor of the local newspaper at the time, he was a civil war reenactor. And so we told him, I said, look, we're going to come down. And I told him about my son, you know, um, going and seeing Abraham Lincoln and whatever. He was, Oh yeah, yeah. Bring him down. Oh yeah. Great. So we get down there. And of course my friend, um, uh, He uh, was on the blue, and then you've got the other encampment on the gray, okay? And uh, my friend's name is Frank, so Frank was uh, one of the blue. And so we went to Frank's camp, and we got to meet the Lincoln um, impersonator and had a good laugh and was talking. And so Frank says, walk with me. "I I want to take Mr. Lincoln, meaning my son, over to meet the other guys on the other camp. So we walk across the, the, the field there at the, the park where they were having the enactment to the Greys. And, uh, you know, he's introducing, this is our President Lincoln, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, when one of the Confederates saw Lincoln, they fired their musket right at his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so you had this cloud of gunpowder. Of course, they were total blanks, but you had this cloud of gunpowder and dust. And through the dust you saw a midget-sized Abraham Lincoln in top hat sprinting as fast as he could back the other direction to the other <laughs> <camp>.
2: <laughs> and, uh,
0: My friend Frank literally had doubled over in gales of hysteric laughter. <laughs> he says, I'll never forget that sight, the back of President Lincoln <laughs> running away in retreat. <laughs> Uh, scared the living pee waddling doodle out of the guy.
2: <laughs> I've never heard of a pee waddling doodle, but that sounds pretty, big. <laughs> pretty big.
0: <laughs> that was his first introduction into adulthood, and dare say I didn't succeed very well.
2: <laughs> Naturally, I'm, I'm surprised your kids turned out more normal than you, at least.
0: <laughs> oh well, one of the things that that uh, that you did with with our blessing is introduce him to adult beverages since you are a connoisseur of such you know i would yeah. say connoisseur well okay then you are a you, you dabble in it
2: <laughs> dabble would be right yeah. yeah i i do not choose to spend enough money to connoisseur oh well,
0: yeah you you make it last a long time that's right so you have to understand about adult budgeting in order to enjoy adult beverages
2: Yes, because <laughs> you don't want cheap whiskey, yeah, or you cheap, cheap anything right. alcohol.
0: You got that right. So yeah, but you so you sent me the video. My, my I love the video of of you introducing him to a variety of samplings in your collection, and I had to show this to some folks in our church's uh, home group, which is kind of ironic because not only are they laughing at watching him trying to go you know down a shot of old crow um but they're giving tips on how he should have done it i'm going I think, this, is, this is my church's home group and they're giving me tips on how to teach my kid how to have some uh, a shot of whiskey and they're like oh my gosh he should have he he shouldn't inhale he should exhale and then take it fast he's drinking it too slow <laughs> I, look I've never imbibed in that. The strongest thing I put in my mouth is a, is a little thimble of, of NyQuil or something. That's about as far as I've gotten.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So so if I were to sample some of this, is it true that I have you cannot inhale as you sample your shot of whiskey?
2: Well, I, I wouldn't inhale just because you do not want that going down the wrong pipe.
0: Well, that's right.
2: Though, I, I will say most people try to shoot... Uh, any alcohol they have straight, Just dump it down as fast as they can. And then that's it. Um, most people would say that I'm weird for pouring a glass and, and sipping it uh, right. for dessert. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I actually figured if we're going to talk about it, might as well, <laughs> <laughs> might as well do it in a uh, live. So
0: exactly. So uh, no, it does admit- not
2: help. I gave him some
0: that I am you see uh, yeah. I like to swish it around in my mouth and enjoy the flavor but see to me just shooting it down the old hatch kind of defeats the purpose
2: my I, that's my point so that's why I told him well I I, I knew what was going to happen so don't, don't get me wrong I was going for the, for the funny video too <laughs> but uh that's that's my way of doing it too I slow sip I'll, I'll sip on a glass of whiskey for 30 minutes and for dessert Uh, I I did not do him any favors by starting him off on some Wild Turkey 101, which (laughs) is um, an extra 10% alcohol than most regular alcohol would be. And so instead of getting 40%, he got 50.5% alcohol content in in that sip. And so that was not, I I knew that was not going to be better for him. And that was intentional.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And then we graduated up to tequila, right?
2: Oh, yeah, tequila. I knew he'd either like or hate tequila. It is a now, unique taste.
0: So is there a different style of sipping tequila as opposed to Old Crow?
2: Um, not if you're me. People probably <laughs> would say I do it wrong. Though if you're going to go tequila, it, it is worth, I will say 100%, it is worth spending the extra money to go to Mescal. Mm -hmm. And just get that smoky flavor. That is a great sipping uh, type of tequila. Mm -hmm.
0: I would think, you know, with me being of Scottish descent, I probably should probably at least experiment with some good Scotch whiskey. Oh, yeah. Because that's what the Scots that's what the Scottish do. But I haven't quite come to that point yet in my spiritual maturity. So what would you recommend if I were to do that?
2: So all right, my best friend here is a lawyer, and he gets every once in a while some fancy uh, adult bottles of scotch or rum mm-hmm. that are $100 plus dollars that he gets from a, some kind of colleague of his. And mm-hmm. um, he always brings it by. We try it together. The best mm-hmm. scotch we've ever had, and I do not remember the name. I could get it to you, though. Um, probably cost $100 for that bottle. Wow. We poured it tried a, a, a kind of a shot together, sipped it, and uh, it tasted like burnt rubber and uh, a little bit of gasoline and, and some a lot of smokiness, a lot like a fire mm-hmm. after the fact. And, uh, and we were like, this is awful. Uh, next day, we tried another shot of it, and it was the best thing that we've ever tasted, period. And, and okay. so I will say give it. It, it it takes maybe sometimes a, just like a day to grow on you, but whatever tastes like burnt rubber and smoke, that is the right kind of, of whiskey to get, or the right kind of, of scotch at least.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get whiskey that tastes like burnt rubber and smoke.
2: <laughs> it's it was the manliest flavor I've ever had in my life. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I must be a grade A number one government inspected wuss if I am thinking I have to drink burnt rubber and
2: smoke. I, I give up correlation doesn't equal causation, but I 100% have more hair on my chest now than I do. Did.
0: You didn't have that much to start with.
2: I still don't have much, but but it's more, so it has to count for something. <laughs>
0: Wow. Somehow, I have a feeling this is going to have to be an acquired taste.
2: Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Yeah, Though, don't knock it until you try it. You will (sighs) never taste anything like it before. It is (laughs) is wildly good.
0: Yeah, well, I'll have to work up a little uh, preparation, I guess, to think about what... I mean, I have smelt burnt tires, so I know what that smells like. I'm not sure I'm ready for the taste quite
2: yet. (laughs) It's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So, as we wrap this up, as talking, you you you're well in the throes of adulthood. So, what what would what advice would you give young uh, aspiring pre adult? To, to what does it mean to be a man? That's what you're going to do. You're going to teach them how to be a man. What's the? Pr- <laughs> That's one of the things that makes our world so stupid as it is right now. Is the fact that there's not a whole lot of men
2: that is true yeah we're missing a lot of fathers to, to teach yeah. those kind of things um yeah i don't know being a man i i would say has a lot to do with showing strength and resolve but res- restraint um i've never seen a strong man um i guess what get up in your face or talk about it. a strong man doesn't talk about how strong they are a strong right. man is confident enough to to not have to i guess what show that kind of bravado or, or show that kind of um Kind of bullying or, or right. uh, bullying like like scary like scaring someone in the no no tough guy is gonna actually or, or no no strong man is gonna actually try to challenge someone to a fight, uh, right? But a strong man knows that he's gonna win win a fight and is confident uh, in his abilities and knows knows when to shut his mouth knows when to um, knows when to hold, hold him his,
0: and knows when to fold him.
2: That's exactly it,
0: <laughs> and knows how to drive a Tesla.
2: That, that's and knows how to drive a tesla yeah that is the uh weakest you, man you sent I've me seen in a while <laughs> where did you get this thing i got this from a friend of mine who sent it to me is and, it from uh, florida
0: she, what about the uh, thing that they call
2: i well it does kind of look like a florida man uh either that or, or a latte uh kind of uh yeah uh, privilege kind kind of person from I don't know maybe Portland or Vermont yeah there's a, a video out that right now of a, of a guy he must have been test driving it or just bought it off the lot or something he pulls into a gas station in his Tesla there's a a, a couple in a car behind him pumping their gas he's filming as this guy parks in a in a gas station stall right next a to one of the
0: gas station that's the first thing that really struck me as being a little odd
2: right he goes, he, he walks out, looks around the cars, wondering, okay, well, he opens up the, the slot that has where you plug the charging uh, <laughs> unit into, and he looks at it, grabs the gas pump, puts his credit card in, slides it out, and, and he's wondering, how do I put this in? He's, he tries actually putting the pump into the charging unit. No. Thank goodness he does not actually push the, the trigger on that pump. Uh, takes him about, this video is about seven minutes long. I kept clicking, see, i like, this has to be almost over. Nope, he walks around to the trunk, to the, to the <laughs> hood, pops everything and looks, and then you see him pull his phone out after five minutes, plugging something in. And, and this couple's narrating the whole thing. The, the wife here, she doesn't believe it. No, he's not looking up on Google. The, the guy, <laughs> I promise, he's, he's Googling it right now. And you see after about 30 seconds of him punching things in on his phone, looks at his phone, I, you can see on his lips an a <laughs> expletive come out of his mouth even though you can't hear anything, throwing his hands in the air and he kind of walks back into his car and drives off there as he realizes this thing doesn't drive on gas.
0: A lesson in manhood right there.
2: <laughs> so don't do that. If you, if you haven't done that, then you're already more of a man than that guy.
0: Uh, uh, talk so, about stupid. well. I'm pretty much sunk because I don't have the budget for a whiskey, and I certainly don't have a budget for a Tesla. So I guess I'm just down to Bartles and James and lattes.
2: Uh, well, as long as they're not pumpkin spice, then you've still got your man,
0: Carl. Uh, well, I have to admit, I did have a pumpkin-flavored cold brew coffee today.
2: That's what I'd expect for a, uh, yeah. a, a uh, skullet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so okay all right so uh, how is how's the kid doing last time we talked to you 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 were a new parent so have you got have you learned any more in adulting since
2: i think i still qualify as a new parent Um, what's that i think i still qualify as a new parent i have learned that i have it very easy (laughs) with with our son that we have because he is a great sleeper and uh he is very mild-mannered and i I think that has a lot to do with just actually finding a a a woman that you you love and that is a good mom you see what's happening
0: you see right now he's just displaying your wife's wonderful um temperament that she has but later on as the kid begins to grow older he's going to develop your personality
2: dear god help me
0: (laughs) (laughs) see the fun is—you're still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs>
2: <laughs> once he's locked in, then he'll then he'll release. I figure that it's once we have our, our second, then then things will get like.
0: Oh, oh yeah. He'll lock oh, us yeah. into
2: a false sense of security. Well, well have another child, and then that child will wreak hell, <laughs> and See, uh, and then the other child will respond us. to that with more hell, and.
0: This is what happened with us, see, uh, and, and, and even my wife has even said to my youngest son, if you were the firstborn, you would have been an only child.
2: Well, it is looking more and more like he will not be an only child.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, at least go to two. Okay. You, you, you heard about, which I had on the podcast, the, the couple that started out trying to get pregnant. They decided they had like two kids. So then they, they were having some difficulty trying to get pregnant. So they decided to adopt. And they adopted like five kids. Then the woman found out she was pregnant with quadruplets. Oh, gosh.
2: That, I couldn't think of a nightmare more terrifying <laughs> than that. <laughs> so she gave her name to Duger. Oh,
0: my. <laughs> How
2: do you afford that? <laughs>
0: So, yes, indeed. So, uh, you know, my favorite story was whenever my wife and I, before we were married, she came with me to my family reunion that we have out in Arkansas because, you know, she's got to meet everybody in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't know. So,
2: she. Whether she likes it or not, the chances are it's probably not.
0: Exactly. So, we're standing in part of the routine at our reunion, as you know, as you may remember. Everyone gets up after we've, you know, stuffed ourselves with Thanksgiving turkey. We all get up in various branches of the family and introduce the descendants to everyone. And now, about- you've
2: got some some bubbles and, and I'm sure Cletuses in your family. too. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yes.
0: yes. So the best part was when my cousin Dorothy, she and, and she's got like a, a litter of children. OK, not just a few, a litter. And. So we're sitting here, and they get up, and they introduce her, her branch of the family. She gets up, and she has, she's carrying a baby, and she's got like, what, nine more behind her or something. I forget how many she's got. And you know, before this, my wife kept telling me how she had dreamed about eventually having maybe five or six kids. That's what she initially wanted. When she saw my cousin get up and all of her ducklings filing behind her, she looked at me and said, two is fine. <laughs> so that's where we kept it <clears throat> true, like
2: true story here your, your sister my mom this is yeah. maybe 10 years ago maybe, maybe more actually definitely more at this point she was taking a trip for one of the, the family reunions up in Arkansas and gave me a phone call on my cell phone to check in somewhere along the trip I, I see her name show up on my phone I know it's <laughs> her calling I pick up the phone. She talks for about 20 seconds. I don't understand a word that she <laughs> says. And I genuinely ask with concern in my voice, who is this <laughs> <laughs> actually not sure that it's my real mom. And and, uh, and, and so I, uh, it, that, that does not surprise me.
0: So what you're saying is she was there long enough to pick up her Southern accent again. It,
2: it seemed like no time at all to, to slip way far into yeah. uh, uh, several layers of, of Southern.
0: <laughs> you know, what's funny to me is for a Yankee to try to sound like they're Southern. That's just hilarious.
2: Can, they can just, you be a, a Southern sounding like a Yankee trying to be Southern?
0: That may be a a stretch. Although I've lived in Pennsylvania, I can sound like I'm from Pennsylvania because that's kind of how they they kind of talk a little bit. They just don't have the hard vowel sounds like the southern folk do. But you, I could be from Genietta County, Pennsylvania and that's about the same way they talk over there. Or I could be from Pittsburgh and go downtown to see the Stillers play.
2: Or, so, or putting R's in places like Warsh.
0: Well, washing and wrenching and got a red up the room i'll tell you have you ever seen the the video pittsburgh dad
2: no i haven't
0: you need to watch the video pittsburgh dad that he's got a whole youtube channel the guy is hilarious That the, the guy is the best redneck Pittsburgher i've ever seen the guy is hysterical and and, and of course now he's going through the pandemic and that's just, it's, it's pretty great
2: <laughs> oh, too much time with the hands
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll you'll get hooked. You, you go, up, you look up Pittsburgh Dad on on YouTube. Subscribe to it. You'll have hours of of of, of a never ending comedy. So that's your tip for the day. But it's good talking to you as always, and 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 thanks for uh for for conducting a very good adult camp. It's not like an adult swim, like it's on Comedy Central, but a good adult camp. You know for. <laughs> For, for, for my youngest kid, so now he can have a good, a good head start in life.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, some of it was maybe a slightly adult swim. We watched a lot of old comedies. A
0: lot that's of good, too. Nielsen. And, um, oh, that's good, too. Airplane.
2: Oh, man. Well, we, we did a lot of Naked Gun.
0: That Naked Gun's good, too.
2: <laughs> favorite movie of all time.
0: What's your favorite Naked Gun movie?
2: Oh man, I uh, they all blend together because they're indiscernible from one another. But the third one was very funny. I, I did really enjoy the first and the third. I think the most.
0: Yeah. Les- Leslie Nielsen definitely is one of my favorite comedians. Oh yeah. Sometimes we're gonna have to go. We we'll have to get next time we get together. We're gonna have to talk about some of our favorite movies or TV shows. I could go on forever on the Munsters, but that's a whole different conversation for another time.
2: <laughs> all right. I was an Adams Family guy growing up, so
0: I kind of like the Adams Family, but I think they were just a knockoff.
2: You, you'd probably be a Star Trek fan over Star Wars as well, wouldn't you?
0: Absolutely. I
2: have. No I'm, feeling.
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting for for Disney to purchase Paramount Pictures, so that way we can have <laughs> Star Trek World.
2: That wouldn't do bad for any stock holdings I have. I'd that'd be okay I, with that.
0: I would be salivating like you did when you went to the Star Wars, you know, part at Disney World.
2: Yeah, my
0: gosh, yes. So, so in fact, I think when I die, I don't want a casket. Just put me in one of those little pods that they put Spock in in the Wrath of Khan. In
2: a in a pack of juicy fruit. <laughs> in a
0: package of juicy fruit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
2: I'll make sure they hold up to that.
0: Please do. If 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 if, uh, if if you can, you can fulfill my dying wish.
2: <laughs> I'll make sure it happens.
0: You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and I would love to hear about it. If you've got a great story from your stupid world, or if you just want to respond to one of mine, let me hear from you. Contact me at out at insane dot com, or if you've got a question, a comment about something I've said, or if you want to tell me some firsthand experience of stupidity you've encountered. I'd love for you to record a message for me at podcast.insane, E-R-I-K, lane.com. I might actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. And if you haven't already, and I fail to see why not, follow me on social media, on Facebook or Twitter, by searching out the handle at insane, <laughs> Joe Biden visited Kenosha, Wisconsin, just two days after he said that President Trump shouldn't have gone. Now, in his defense, he probably doesn't remember saying that. Biden said he wasn't going to tell the city what to do. Just encouraged him to talk about what needs to be done, which is a nice way of saying he has no plan and he just went for the photo op. Facebook is going to limit political ads the week before the election. Of course, I never understood this whole crackdown on Facebook thing. Nobody has ever changed anyone else's mind in the history of social media. And they say this as as if anyone doesn't know who they're voting for the week before the election. Instead of ads, you'll take a quiz to find out which candidate you'd be. A poll by Next Gen America found that 77% of youth voters between the ages of 18 and 35 say they definitely plan to vote in November. Of course, they were talking about American Idol. And a Philadelphia homeowner was arrested for hosting a pool party with 300 unmasked guests. I saw the video on the news and it was not a good-looking crowd. Most of these people needed to flatten more than one curve. An Oklahoma man was arrested after he tried to place an order at a Taco Bell drive through completely naked. Unfortunately, nobody ordered the extra beans. Cops say that he was coming from a bar, but knowing him, it was a private party. An Australian woman was arrested for inciting a lockdown protest on Facebook, <laughs> Come on, lady. You can't just violate lockdowns wherever you want. Who do you think you are? Nancy Pelosi? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have signed a $97 million deal to produce shows on Netflix. Something tells me they won't be doing a reboot of Family Ties. This is amazing, you know, because Harry knows nothing about TV. Although he'd do great on drunk history I'm amazed at how fascinated people are by these two. They're like 12th in line to the crown. They're not even royals. They're like Kansas City royals. And Fox News host Sunday, uh, or Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace, well, you know he's going to be moderating the first presidential debate in Cleveland, or as Joe Biden calls it, Milwaukee. Everybody's calling the other guy a liar. They really should just. Give each candidate a challenge flag like football, you know. Republicans keep saying Democrats won't let Biden debate because he's not all there. But Joe says he'll be there. I mean, he's going to kick President Reagan's butt. In a bipartisan effort, anxious state and local authorities across the country are clamoring to reimagine and reinforce polling sites ahead of the 2020 presidential election and amidst the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. I don't believe it there was actually a bipartisan effort to, what, get something done? 60 million ballots are expected to be cast in person amidst the coronavirus pandemic and millions more are expected to be mailed in by dead people. Senator Kamala Harris criticized President Trump's push to have a coronavirus vaccine ready for distribution before Election Day, painting the president as willing to use his power for political advantage. It feels like Kamala just wants to take a page out of Trump's 2016 playbook and start chanting, lock him up, which she has plenty of experience doing during her time in California. First, Trump was criticized for a slow response. Now he's criticized for pushing to have a vaccine ready sooner than later, much like Joe Biden in December or like Joe Biden in November. You know, the guy can't win. Now, new polls are also showing the president has erased Biden's five-point lead in Texas. Don't worry about Joe. I mean, he'll just erase this from his memory and move on. Involuntarily, of course. Trump leads Biden by two percentage points, what, 48 to 46 at one point among the likely voters in a new poll by the Dallas Morning News and the University of Texas at Tyler. I mean, the race is so tight, you'd think it was someone's pants after dinner at the Texas Roadhouse. And according to a new study, COVID-19 may persist in the gut even after the virus has been cleared from the airways, suggesting now that fecal matter could be a better way to detect the virus than traditional nose swabs. (laughs) Nose swabs were always option number one, but now I think we have a solid number two. Uh, Okay, so now the government wants our stool samples. Great! let's just all send one to Nancy Pelosi's office so she can have a good look. Fire officials have announced that a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used at a gender-reveal party ignited one of the 23 major fires burning in California. This is quite infuriating, I really feel, for all those people who were dragged to a gender-reveal party. But seriously, the people of California really are livid. They really can't believe that Parents are still assuming their baby's gender, of all things. Activists are calling for a boycott of Disney's live-action Mulan remake, citing a social media post from the lead actress in support of Hong Kong police. These activists don't have to worry, though. Most people are going to boycott Mulan because Disney had the cojones to charge 30 bucks to watch it. And during one of the most recent episodes of the Michelle Obama podcast— Michelle said that there have been moments in her marriage where she wanted to, quote, push Barack out the window. She had a real Vladimir Putin moment, you might say. Of course, there's a lot of people out there who totally get it. I mean, after all, half the country wanted to do the same thing to Barack during his presidency. The tennis world is still in shock following Novak Djokovic's disqualification from the 2020 U.S. Open after hitting a ball in frustration that struck a female line judge on the court. I guess he learned the hard way that you just can get in some pretty serious trouble when you carelessly slap your balls around. The Milwaukee Bucks are monitor are monitoring their superstar forward Giannis uh, Kunbo's sprained ankle before determining... If he'll play in Game Five against the Miami Heat, this has got to be pretty depressing for Bucks fans. They went from chanting "Fear the Deer" to "I need a beer." <laughs> Seriously, though, without Giannis in the lineup, Bucks fans will chew, pretty much lose all hope. It's kind of like what happens to the Knicks fans after they have the opening tip-off in a game of one of the regular seasons. President Trump requested that a reporter remove his mask while asking a question, but the journalist instead offered to just speak louder. Now, Trump should have known the reporter wouldn't just take off his mask in public. I mean, he's not Nancy Pelosi or anything. Trump told Reuters reporter Jeff Mason that his face mask muffled his question during an outdoors North Portico press conference. Now, to be fair, it did seem pretty hard to understand what he was trying to communicate. I mean, it's kind of like every single time Joe Biden talks about anything. An Australian man named Josef Kobel lasted more than two and a half hours in a glass box filled with ice cubes to break his own world record by 30 minutes. Yeah, this is impressive and all, but can you imagine the level of shrinkage this poor guy suffered from? He definitely went in with a ballpark frank and came out with a cocktail wiener. Slim Danger, the mother of rapper Chief Keith's child, says on a podcast she's had past sexual encounters with Cleveland Browns superstar Odell Beckham Jr., in which the wide receiver supposedly asked her to poop on him. So apparently Odell has a serious crack problem. Browns fans are hoping that this story doesn't get Odell into trouble because, you know, all, as, as we all know, the hashtag Me Poo movement is still going strong. I'm just uh, glad the story isn't about a football player giving a woman a black eye. But unfortunately, they are uh, probably having both going to come down with the pink eye. People really weren't sure if Cleveland was a good fit for Odell, but now it seems the team named the Browns couldn't be more perfect. Just weeks after helping to broker peace between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, uh, President Trump now has been nominated for the 2020 Nobel Peace Prize. You know, 95% of media outlets are probably seething right now. I can practically see the young twerp at vice.com writing something like, five reasons why the Nobel Peace Prize is problematic. Of course, not to be outdone, Joe Biden has been nominated for CNN's Most Peaceful Prize for his supporters' groundbreaking work at the riots. A magnitude 3.1 earthquake struck East Freehold, New Jersey, rousing residents who took to social media to express their alarm at the rare event. Of course, the only thing rarer in New Jersey is good air quality. The people of New Jersey probably haven't felt the ground shake like this since Chris Christie was governor. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that restaurants can finally reopen for indoor dining at 25% capacity with restrictions. And only 50% of the normal number of roaches are allowed inside as well. 25% capacity. I guess that's perfect for the 25% of the population that didn't flee the state already. The city's restaurant industry, which employs about 300,000 people at 25,000 establishments, has not been allowed to host customers indoors since the coronavirus pandemic hit the five boroughs. COVID has probably been the biggest disaster in New York City since Mayor de Blasio's re-election. In a shocking announcement, the Kardashian clan is revealing that their hit TV show, the reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, is going to be coming to an end after 14 years on the air. Finally, some good news in 2020. Well, now that the show is over, the Kardashian sisters can finally get back to doing what they truly do best, basketball players. And the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has announced a set of requirements for films to be awards eligible in an effort to increase representation and inclusion in Hollywood. That's right. Producers will now be required to sleep with at least one black woman on the casting couch. The Academy is limiting Best Picture Award nominees, beginning with the 2024's slate of entries entries, to those that can meet the requirements that, quote, encourage equitable representation on and off the screen. I think Hollywood just needs to focus on the quality of stories they're throwing out there. You know, movies are so bad these days that people would rather watch kids play with puppets on YouTube. These standards better be met, though, because if they are not, those tiny golden statues are going to be torn down.
1: Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. Now this week's a genius award.
0: New York City's MTA started collecting bus fare again and, well, someone found a jaw-dropping way to hitch a ride for free. A man was clinging on the back of an MTA bus on the FDR drive, according to John Caruso, who actually captured the shocking video. Caruso says he was in the passenger seat and couldn't believe what he was seeing. He saw the bus get on the busy New York City highway and witnessed a man hanging on for a while. Is this guy kidding me? We're on the highway, Caruso can be heard saying in the footage. It's not every day you see somebody kind of surfing on the back of the bus, especially going down the FDR. He later told a NBC TV station there in New York City, an MTA spokesperson condemned the stunt, calling it incredibly dumb and dangerous. I'd call it stupid and urged others never to do it. Of course, I don't blame the guy. I mean, forget the money aspect. What with the COVID and violent crime raging in New York, he'd probably be safer clinging to the outside of the bus than sitting inside. But still, pretty shocking story because I had no idea people were still riding the bus inside of the city. I thought they were all taking the bus out. And then there's this story about police in Alabama, South Alabama, actually. They said a woman had been arrested after allegedly leaving a baby alone inside a car outside a gentleman's club for six hours. Pritchard Police say Eva Rudolph turned herself in. Rudolph is accused of leaving her own baby in a car outside of a Pritchard Gentleman's Club. Lieutenant Robert Martin with the Pritchard Police said Rudolph was at the Lotus Gentleman's Club from around 9.30 at night until 3 in the morning when people began to notice that the child was in the backseat of the car. The police said the baby was left in the car for almost six hours. The child is believed to be no no older than maybe a year old. Martin said the baby is currently in the care of family members. Rudolph is charged now with endangering the welfare of a child. I mean, how on earth can you make such a gigantic blunder? Well, then again, I guess she wouldn't be working at the strip club if her life wasn't already full of mistakes. She messed up for sure, but I'm pretty sure she's upset about potentially losing custody of her baby, too. I mean, this really has to be the saddest day of her life, since Father's Day. Or how about this man who ran off with the tip jar at a Pennsylvania pizza shop? Investigators there didn't really have to do a whole lot of investigative legwork to track him down. Authorities said that 22-year-old Nicholas M. Mark had just applied for a job at the establishment, left his name and full contact information. A worker at Pizza Doro told authorities that Mark came into the shop to apply, but at one point, Snapped up the tip jar and took off outside. The worker said he took off in pursuit but then backed off when the suspect produced a knife. The suspect ran into the woods near the parking lot with the tip jar and authorities say had about 220 bucks inside. His backpack, though, was found inside the restaurant where it contained multiple items bearing his name as well as items associated with drugs. Of course, he was arraigned on charges of robbery, theft, and possession of a weapon, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Getting busted for stealing a tip jar, its just pretty stupid. And now that he'll be in jail for a while, he's got to worry about getting more than just the tip. I mean, this kid was initially looking for a job at the pizzeria, but I guess he couldn't wait to make a little dough. Now what about this? A Florida man used a payroll protection program loan money to buy nearly $7,000 for a boat. 35-year-old Casey Crowther received more than $2 bucks from the federal loan program set up during the coronavirus pandemic to protect businesses and their employees on behalf of his company, Target Roofing and Sheet Metal. Within days of getting the loan money, he wired six hundred and eighty-nine thousand four hundred and seventeen dollars to a Sarasota company to buy a forty-foot twenty-twenty invincible catamaran, which he then registered in his name. Qualifying businesses were used to the, you know, supposed to use the low-interest loans for business-related reasons, including to retain employees and maintain payroll or make mortgage payments. Well, Crowther is now charged with making a false statement to a lending institution and probably looking at 30 years in federal prison if he's convicted. He was released on $100,000 bail. Uh, Misusing federal funds for personal gain wasn't going to fly, you know, because he's in the roofing and sheet metal business. (laughs) Only career politicians can get away with that kind of thing, you see. This guy really could have taken that money and revamped his business, really. But instead he decided to mess with Uncle Sam and rock the boat. And check this one out. After taking a sex toy from a shelf in a Florida adult novelty store, this woman took off all of her clothes and began using the pink-colored device inside the business. A Fort Pierce cop was dispatched to the Lion's Den Adult Superstore in reference to a disturbance. En route to the business, the dispatcher noted that there was a female in the store wearing a purple shirt and head on no pants. Before the officer entered Lion's Den, a worker explained that the self-pleasuring suspect had, quote, removed a sex toy from the packaging and was now fully nude. The woman, the worker added, had disappeared into a stock room with the sex toy. Whenever they entered the room, the the officer found 36-year-old Teresa Stanley, quote, sitting in an office chair with her feet up on the table. Stanley had a, quote, pink-colored, penis-shaped sex toy in her hand and was using the device in a masturbatory manner. Oh, don't you love those police terms? Stanley was arrested for theft and indecent exposure, which are both misdemeanors. After being read her rights, Stanley declined to speak with the officer whose body-worn camera recorded this bizarre incident. Of course, I just wonder what happened to the item after the incident. I guess it's in the clearance bin marked gently used. Jeez, lady, that's not what they meant when they said fitting room, you know? I mean, if anything, this lady learned a valuable lesson. There's just some things in life you absolutely cannot test out before purchasing. And here's one more. A Massachusetts man accused of faking his own death to avoid being charged with defrauding the CARES Act now has been indicted. He's 53-year-old David Adler Staveley, and his alleged co-conspirator, 52-year-old David Andrew Butzinger, they were the first people nationwide to be charged with fraudulently seeking the Paycheck Protection Program loans guaranteed by the Small Business Administration under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Securities Act, or CARES Act. The pair is accused of trying to secure 543959 bucks in loans intended for small businesses struggling amid the pandemic by falsely claiming they had dozens of employees at four businesses, including three restaurants, although they actually employed no workers there. Stavenly, or Stavely then faked his own death by staging a suicide, complete with leaving notes for associates and in his car, which he left unlocked and parked near the Atlantic Ocean. This guy tried to fake his suicide to avoid prison after stealing government money? This really shows you how easy politicians have it, because all they have to do to avoid prison is to delete a few thousand emails. Faking your own death, truly a terrible thing to do. Almost as bad as women that give men false hope that they're really good in bed by faking an orgasm. So please subscribe and share this podcast with all your stupid friends and family. Come on, you don't want to be stingy with stupidity. So let me conclude now on a passing thought. Randomly hearing your favorite song on the radio, is way more satisfying than playing it directly from your iPhone. Of course, we can't do the podcast without a few acknowledgements. What? You think I write all this stuff by myself? Thanks to A-List Comedy and Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Eric Lane.